are listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often. You've been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on sight. We're back. Finally, it is They Must Be Destroyed on Site, episode 243. And I am your host, Lee. Yes, I like animals. Bye bye, Russell. And I'm joined <laughs> by my gorgeous co host, Lee, a disarming young woman, Hardy. How are you doing, ma'am? Oh, I like that. I am doing fantastic. I had. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, both, <laughs> you're both disarming and you're disrobing right in front of me. I don't know what's going on here, but I have proof of it. I, I, I tried to rush here after work. I failed miserably because I think everything that could have went wrong went wrong. And mm. now all I want to do is wear PJs and not my work clothes. So I'm meticulously taking everything off <laughs> and getting my PJs on, which I successfully did. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah. Uh-huh can only go up from here <laughs> exactly i got my drink i got my glass of water i'm happy mm-hmm. yeah uh so we're gonna be doing something we watched on our vacation in theater mm-hmm. and a special i can't remember what the process was that we we watched it in it was the 3d whatever shit the yeah, uh, yeah it gave us like the special glasses and three 3D. And uh, yeah, we watched uh, No Time to Die, the last Daniel Craig James Bond film. Yeah, we had fun doing that with our friend Nick. And uh, we're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to do a review on it. But before we get there, we have a couple comments to go over. And uh, after that, we'll talk about what we've uh, watched as of late. So on our YouTube page uh, for the review we did of the Bermuda Depths from quite a while ago now, Someone called a goad taunter says, I remember this movie as a late, late movie. That was one of the few that played over and over again. Breezy was another movie featured. Uh, Just out of curiosity, I looked up beyond the Bermuda Triangle, which I swear the announcer mistakenly called it. Uh, I had never met anyone who was a fan of this film. To my other shock, all of a sudden it's treated like a blockbuster. I don't know about that. Uh, it's pay-per-view only, yet popular movies like Ginger Snaps can be viewed for free across different websites. I mean, you can find Bermuda Depths free if you know where to look. Um, all I found was little snippets on YouTube. I couldn't believe all the comments about what a great emotional experience the Bermuda Depths uh, was and how much they loved the song Jenny, which to me sounded like Barry Manilow on Quaaludes. Um I don't, I don't know if I'd go that far. Honestly, I'd probably say the song's one of the best parts of the film other than the giant turtle uh, effects. But um, I don't think I've ever seen anyone really say the Bermuda Depths was hot shit. But uh, okay. Uh, I guess you've been seeing reviews that I haven't seen. Then he goes on to say this weird comment. They say Bruce and Brandon Lee died because of Bruce refused to accept the 300-year-old sea turtle handed down through the generations of the Lee patriarchs as a gift to honor adulthood. Uh, I think he's trying to make a joke there. Whatever. Uh, th- <laughs> thanks for sarcasm your comment. Doesn't, sarcasm doesn't read well. <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, she just asked where the movie was. Why, why aren't you playing the movie? That, that's probably, you would have been better off. But thank you for your comment. Moving on, we have a comment from uh, my friend, and he is the co-host of the awesome Grindbin podcast, uh, Bobby Trippett. And he left this on my Twitter post I left asking for comments tonight. Uh, He says, if you're going to have hokey shit like bionic eyes and nanobot mists, you gotta rub some Roger Moore on it. The self-serious approach to a bunch of G.I. Joe nonsense was a hindrance. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily disagree with that either. We'll, we'll get into it when we when we get to the review. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for the comment, Bobby. Okay, so we can move on now uh, to what we've watched in the last little while. And 
I'll just let you go first and see if uh, I had the I had the thought that maybe we're going to talk about some of the same stuff. So I'll just uh, let you uh, go firstly. I maybe I don't think so. I don't know. Anyways, oh. um, I can't remember the last time I talked about the last movie we watched. So I'm unsure. I might be repeating a movie that I've already talked about because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the first one I want to talk about is The Exorcist. I finally got to watch it. Um, I, think been, we, I think we mentioned that that we we thought it sucked. Did we? Okay. Yeah, I think okay. we mentioned that in the last episode we did. I it can't was a month, remember. It was a month ago. It was before vacation, so. Yeah, I can't remember. I just wanted to absolutely say that it was one of those things where I was so excited about, and when I watched it, it was a fucking joke. And mm-hmm. the reason I want to bring it up is because um, I was excited to watch Nightmare on M Street mm-hmm. because I remember watching it and I remember enjoying it. And then I watched it, and it was fucking garbage. <laughs> like, I don't know if I was... I don't even know. I don't, I don't even do drugs, so I can't even say anything like that. Like, literally, I don't know why I thought this movie was good. I don't know. I, I honestly hated it. I thought it was really boring. It was all over the place. It made no mm-hmm. sense. It's one of yeah. those movies where... So the excuse is dream logic and shit. And it's like, okay. But in the case of this movie, like it didn't, doesn't really help the argument all that much. Like I, I just felt. It was still like, all over the place. Mm-hmm, like the rules were, like, there were no rules basically. Like it, it was just, it just contradicts itself constantly. And I mean, yes. Okay. Things don't make sense in dreams. I get that. But when you're trying to apply dream logic to a, a sort of straight up eighties horror movie, some things have to make some fucking sense at some point and nothing does in, the, in that film. And some of the effects are kind of shoddy and goofy. Like some are really good. Don't get me wrong, but I thought some of the effects were pretty shoddy and goofy. The performances, I don't think hold up at all. I don't even think Robert England is all that good as Freddie in it. The, the person who plays Nancy is terrible. Uh, she always was terrible. Oh my God. Uh, She's, it was ugh, ugh, yeah. like, it's so bad. Uh, it's, and the, the sad thing is, uh, I might get an unfriending from uh, Bobby Trippett, who who left a comment there earlier, because he's a big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. But okay, there's I, I'm pretty sure I enjoyed other ones from the series. It's just the first one I, I don't care for. But mm. yeah, yeah, I don't like it either. And like, yeah, we did not have a lot of fun watching it the other night. So it's just. Uh, so disappointing. It's so disappointing. I really like the story behind it. Like, I really like the idea behind it. I think it's really cool. But my issue with the whole movie is when you said that the possibility of her being asleep the whole time through the whole movie, mm-hmm. uh, I was even then, even then, because then it's like a dream within a dream within a dream. And I fucking hate those. Like, yeah, I don't need that. I mean, it's it's just even even then when you when you say, oh, she's she was asleep the entire time. It's just. It's just making excuses, honestly, for a bad movie. And that when it, when it gets to that point, I, f- I feel like. Yeah, because if you go by the rules that we we're supposed to say, there's moments where she was asleep. That made no fucking sense to me. Her, mm-hmm. I know she had absolutely no. And then again, her having absolutely no sleep. She looked fucking bright eyed and bushy tailed the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, any makeup could have made her look more tired. There's so much you could have done to make her look more tired. And the whole like crazy thing. She didn't even act insane. She acted just like a normal person who's like had a nightmare. I don't know. Anyways, and and then yeah, just the illogical. She's standing there and everything happens with Freddie, and it's like, wait, when did you fall asleep? Like I don't understand. You were standing there talking to your mom. Wait, is your mom asleep? Wait, she's now in your dream. Like what's going on? I don't get this. I don't yeah. get this. Yeah, I'm. And really uh, also, also, I pointed out that that point where she discovers she can bring things out of her dream into the real world, quote unquote, where she mm-hmm. steals Freddie's hat. We never see her do it. It's just, she just, Oh, here's Freddie's hat, by the way. Like it's felt so ham fisted. And mm-hmm. then and at that point she was in the, the uh, Institute or whatever, getting studied by the dream uh, scientists or whatever. Yeah. And at that point it felt like the fucking exorcist. And we were like, Oh, this is just the exorcist. 
Like, I was so fucking okay. I don't understand why they think us as psychologists are idiots. I don't even understand that. Like, I take it as a fucking insult every time I see this bullshit. Like, I'm I'm in my mm-hmm. process of studying psychology, and I understand that people have psychosis, and I understand that people have fucked up dreams, and I understand that people like all sorts of stuff happens. But when there's something that's unexplained, I'm not gonna say, well, you know, it's just it's just madness. You know, it's just mm-hmm. psychosis. You know, it's just it's just mental health. Yeah. The fucking girl you watched her walked in walk into the bed. You put the electrodes on her. She didn't have the fucking hat on her. And when she wakes up, she has scratches on her and a fucking hat. Like I get the scratches because technically during the panic, she could have done it to herself. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll see that logic. But the fucking hat that they know whose hat it belongs to. And this yeah, it's like the Exorcist, where it's just oh, this girl's shaking the bed, and her face is completely changing, and she's no longer the same person anymore, and she doesn't mm-hmm. have the same voice name. Oh, it's just psychosis. Like, yeah, it's go just psychosis. fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. we 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 just like these revisits to The Exorcist and Nightmare on Elm Street. We we both just found them incredibly silly and disappointing, and it's. Uh, I apologize to anybody who really does enjoy it. I did really like the movie when I first watched it. I did. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know if I, it's because I've been watching more movies with you. <laughs> and maybe. you just ruined it for me? Maybe. Maybe I ruined everything. I don't know. Anyways, I do also... I finally got to see Chopping Mall. Yes, we watched Chopping... We, um, we've been talking about it for the longest time with like our sort of close friends that we hang out with on the, online all the time. We got to do these movie nights. Like we could stream on discord and in private discord and, and watch movies and have fun. And we finally did it uh, last weekend. And uh, we watched chopping mall, which was a lot of fun. A lot of fucking fun. It was so bad, but mm-hmm. in such a fun way, like just the whole premise of it the orgy at the beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> that made no sense <laughs> yeah they're all they're all paired off with their significant other but they're all fucking in the same room in a business mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah let's go party in the mall after hours <laughs> and then and, the robot set can magically somehow make it up the stairs <laughs> mm-hmm. like you see them go in the elevator the first time and then they destroyed the elevator Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and after that, they're just getting up by the escalator. Like, what's going? On? Yeah, it's fun. Like the robots, they they just kind of do anything the script needs them to do in in order for them to kill more teenagers at whatever given point. So, I don't know like, if this was made to be intentionally bad. Oh, it, it was. It was made to be. Silly. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because it was. It was so, and the girl in the thing where she's like, I have to go save him. I have to go mm-hmm. save him. I need to save him. Yeah. And the guy was like, why did you bring her here? She wanted to see you. Why did you bring her here? Yeah. Like every she character. ran away and we had to keep her safe. <laughs> all the, all the characters in it are pretty dumb, like for the most part. And it's just a good time. And like we discovered, uh, basically every other film that's ever been made is just chopping mall whether it's it was maybe be- whether it was made before it or afterwards it's just chopping basically mall basically chopping mall and what was the other one that we saw or the sorority girls the sorority babes sorority yeah sorority babes and the slime bowl arama yeah uh, so um i know that one's made to be bad but that one is bad to be bad like it's bad bad like there's nothing it's funny about boring. it there's nothing fun about it yeah it's very boring there's nothing there's hardly any boobs like you you hear sorority babes and you think like oh there's gonna be a lot of titties that's why i picked the movie there's no titties there's, <laughs> there's no boobs. Like, well i mean you know up front you get you get the uh, paddling on the on their uh, pantied bottoms and then you get them in the shower a little bit up in the in the first few minutes then you got like this extended long period where nothing happens and then you get Mich- michelle bauer become this becomes this like sex pot in her sexy underwear and she runs off of that dude and, and tries to f- force herself on him and fuck him and she gets naked again a little bit but otherwise it's like nah there's there's like nothing and then the, the nudity is the best part of the film really other than okay. other than Linnea Quigley being kind of kick-ass but other than that it's I, I basically watch these movies for the nudity. I'm, I totally admit it. It's not something I, I hide. Uh, every time I see a movie like this, I'm like, oh, there's got to be boobs. Mm-hmm. I like boobs. I like my horror movies with boobies. <laughs> I, here's something like this. I expected lots of boobies. Yeah, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna like pick some more 
shitty horror movies and stuff to watch as a group. And um, we'll try to up the boob uh, quotient a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can find. But uh, we, we did have fun with Chopping Mall at the very least. Like that That's the new running joke that every movie we watch is just Chopping Mall. In fact, you know, No Time to Die tonight. It's just Chopping Mall. It's just really. Chopping Mall. It's, it's got robots mall. in it, just little tiny ones. Didn't you make the comment about the robots at the airport? Yes. When we were on vacation and we went to the airport and she was flying out and I was going to bust into the airport back home, there were these self-driving robot cleaners that kind of spooked both of us when one of them came up behind us, basically, while we're sitting in the in the restaurant area or whatever. I was so confused because I was... The, the, okay, the reason why they, they, they are so weird and so creepy is because they have a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So when I was had my back turned and I saw it coming over my shoulder, I saw a steering wheel, like first thing in my peripherals, and I looked over and then there was nobody there. It was just yeah. a fucking robot moving. <laughs> it's like it was the, a fucking robot yeah, vacuum clean floor cleaner. It threw me your, off. I, your your first thought is like, why is there no one behind this wheel? Something's gone wrong. Obviously, the person driving it has fallen off somewhere, and this thing has gone rogue. But no, it's just, it would just happen to be you know they're they're self cleaning you know self driving robots that. And I I posted on my Instagram. Well, this is how chopping mall starts, right? Like this is, this is that was sort of the impetus actually to to do chopping mall for our first movie we watched in in our little group thing. But uh, yeah, unless you get anything else, uh, we can cut off for a break and do our movie. Was those two the movies that you want to talk about? Those were the ones I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think we- I honestly uh, the last movies that I've watched have literally been with you. I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything. I can't remember the last time I've watched something like by myself or with somebody else. Like it literally has been with you. I totally <laughs> so have you- control. I, I totally have control over everything <laughs> she watches now. <laughs> it's just funny to think of. Like even the movies mm-hmm. for school. Like I've been watching them with you. Yeah. <laughs> like <it's- laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're good. We can yeah. break now. <laughs> All right, so I'd say um, we got this, man. We got this by the ass. So we'll take a little break and uh, we'll come back and talk about No Time to Die. You ungodly warlock, Clytus! I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait, you see those transmissions on the visual screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Helming Palawa. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At WW. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Helming. Breaking two? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? <laughs> we might destroy the planet if Flash Dance. You ungodly warlock.
All right, we're back, and we're going to do No Time to Die. We have a trailer. Ooh. Ooh. Bond, any thug can kill. I have to know I can trust you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone? We used to be able to get into a room with the enemy. And now they're just floating in the ether. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. Oh my God. Target, not people. And the people become the weapon. Who is he? James, you don't know what this is? James Bond. License to kill. In love with Madeline Swan. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. And life is all about leaving something behind. Isn't it? Come on, Bond. Where the hell are you? Don't do this. There will be nothing left to save. I have to finish this. You have a flow like this. No. That was the shortest trailer I found. <laughs> good. Yeah, it's all right. Um, so, yeah, uh, No Time to Die from 2021, directed by Carrie Joy Fukunawa. Fukunaga? I don't know. I didn't do my usual sort of background stuff on a lot of this, but uh, written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Carrie Joy F- uh, Fukunaga, starring, of course, Daniel Craig as James Bond, uh, Leah Sidhu as Madeline, Remy Malik as uh, Lucifer Safin, Lashana Lynch as Nomi. Ralph Fiennes as M, Ben Wishaw as Q, Naomi Harris as Moneypenny, Roy Kinnear as Tanner, Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter, Billy Magnuson as Logan Ash, Christoph Waltz as Blofeld, uh, David Denick as Valdo Orbachev, uh, Annie de Armas as uh, Paloma, and Dali Binsala as Primo, aka Cyclops. And we have a synopsis from Universal Pictures themselves. Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond onto a trail of a mysterious villain armed and dangerous with new technology. Well, that doesn't cover like 5% of the fucking film, but okay. That's good. So yeah, we watched this in theater. Uh, This is the final Daniel Craig film. I think this is like if you count the one-offs and the unofficial Bond film and shit like that, this is like the 28th one or something like that at this point. But it's yeah. been going on since 19, what, 60? Ooh, when was Dr. No? Well, I mean, technically, I think <clears throat> there was even the uh, the, the American-made 1962. Casino. Yeah, but I think there was even like the American-made Casino Royale before the official Excuse Bond me? series. American? What? Yeah, there was an American. Nope. There was a TV, no. <laughs> uh, like American made version of it. James Bond has always been English and British for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I get, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. You're, you're, you're more of a, of a Bond fan than I am. So I get that. I'm just saying that there was like a, there was yeah, an American. There was, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, I do remember that. Uh, obviously not when it was made, but I do remember hearing of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I never watched um, it because it wasn't James Bond to me. <laughs> I've never seen it either. I, it didn't sound too, too good. But uh, yeah, I'll throw over to you first. Uh, what are your sort of general thoughts on this? Um, okay, so I'm like a diehard James Bond fan. I have watched, other than Dr. No, because I keep falling asleep through it, mm. I've watched every other James Bond movie there is. So I don't know if I told you this, but there's actually kind of a, a cute story uh, why I'm such a huge James Bond fan. Uh, mm. So... My dad and I, uh, when I was growing up, my dad and I used to watch James Bond movies together and Bruce Lee movies together. And I used to pretend to be Bruce Lee and I used to pretend to be James Bond. And my dad used to call himself, uh, or Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. So mm-hmm. I was uh, Lee Bruce. My dad was Jean-Claude, or Bob Claude Van Damme. <laughs> so we always had that kind of thing going on. Uh, and then my dad got sick with, with leukemia. Uh, so we had a, he was came home because he was in the hospital for like the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then when he came home, uh, every time he had to do his uh, IV, it took like hours. So he would have to sit in the same place, like uh, same area for like however long while the IV drip just went through. Yeah. So my dad and I used to watch James Bond movies together. So we used to cuddle up on the couch together and we used to watch James Bond. And there's a picture of me, my dad and my dog lady uh, passed out. Like we all fell asleep and it's just the cutest thing. And then uh, (laughs) my dad mentioned about how uh, those moments, like he was in so much pain and those moments were just so nice for him. Like he could just kind of shut his brain off and then he had me with him Mm -hmm. and his dog with him. Like it was just this kind of beautiful moment. And since then, I've always watched James Bond movies with my dad. Like, it's been kind of a tradition for us. So every Christmas, every time there's a new release of, like, the fancy edition, I always buy it for my dad for Christmas. And I always get the old one that I bought mm. him for a previous Christmas. Nice. <laughs> so um, I have a massive, it is a massive love for James Bond. And God damn it, this, like, fucking ruined me. <laughs> this movie <laughs> absolutely destroyed me. Uh, I'm, like, tearing up just thinking about it. Uh mm-hmm. Holy fuck, what a way to end it. I'm, I fucking love, okay, I, I think they did, it was so perfect that they did it. It sucks that they did it. Like, me, as though someone who wants to go on forever, um, it's just, I, technically, I'm just being selfish, but I think they took the right time. Daniel Craig is, by definition, by description of like the original James Bond, is fucking perfect. Um, I think so, yeah. Pierce Brosnan was my favorite, but mm-hmm. I absolutely love Daniel Craig. I think he did a fucking amazing job, and I can see why this was the perfect time to just kind of end the series with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and fuck, did they do a good job. God damn, did they tug on your goddamn heartstrings. Like, uh, Skyfall with M dying, mm-hmm. that was fucking uh, it it (laughs) ruined my mind i fucking love that Mm -hmm. movie so much and this kind of had that same effect like it just crushed you so bad but it was just so good i'm obsessed with it i'm absolutely obsessed with it uh i have a massive bias though like i know Mm -hmm. there's people who are gonna say stuff i see past all of it because all i see is brilliance like i love it (laughs) um i love that there were so many badass females like all the extra people were fucking amazingly badass females Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, uh, the guy, the, the girl who kind of like replaced Felix. Yeah. Um, Paloma. Yeah. She was so goddamn kick-ass and she was mm-hmm. so cool. And then, uh, the, I think, I don't know if they're going to continue with the 007 cause double O the oh, number double O seven continues, but they hinted at, uh, with the black female. Cause there was talk about making, uh, James Bond female. No like, me. Yeah. Was, they were talking about, like, I've heard rumors where they were talking about, like, oh, 007 is going to be female. And people were, like, really mad at that. So this is kind of the perfect way to, like, reset it. Because they say once this person retires, their number's still there because it's just a number. And they said it mm-hmm. many times. And they picked a fucking badass fucking black female. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool is that? How freaking cool is that? Like, she's so tough and she's so fucking cool. And I love it. I fucking love it. If they continue with a 007, they're going to get a whole new um, target market. Like, they're going to inspire a whole new group of people. Those people who are the big fans of uh, James Bond back in the day are now, like, older generations. And that's time's kind of up. And now it's this whole new thing. And I think they did just such a brilliant job of bringing it in. And they even brought up like Q being gay in the most casual way possible. Yeah. I, I really liked how they did that. Like 
people are gonna bitch and complain and say oh this is the woke james bond film or whatever it's like no it's just it's progressive and the fact that it's like q is just like gay and it's just an offhand comment and like everyone's cool with it he makes a comment like it, it's almost like he probably never even mentioned it to anybody at work because he he's caught at home in in his in his everyday life by bond and money penny and and it's just like he's he's making dinner for his boyfriend who's coming to to over for dinner soon or whatever and nobody nobody they're not even bond is like whatever it's they're just cool that it's, it's not even an issue it's not even something that's brought up as or like, asked about anything like yeah it's, just, yeah it's casual it's just like oh i'm making dinner for him and that's it although, that's it although although i think bond's probably fucked everything that's walked or crawled on the earth so <laughs> it's like why would he care either, either way exactly <laughs> well he's um, only, I, from what i've seen he's only had sex with females you never know but he did uh i mean in in skyfall he did kind of like do some flirting with uh uh silver or whatever royale? his name was it was it was a casino royale he did some flirting he might have done some of that too in casino royale I oh no remember. i might be wrong i might be wrong. no but like in, in skyfall when he got captured by uh silva or whatever his name was yeah. and then yeah. and silva was like obviously making moves on him and shit to try to yeah, unnerve him yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, but I, um, I'm obsessed, and I think that he had the fact that he has a daughter is also mm-hmm. fucking brilliant because it's a whole idea of like it's a son, it has to be a son, and it's a daughter. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, that that's just whew. you could tell Barbara's involved in this because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yeah, I like this a lot. It was definitely an improvement over Spectre, which I thought was kind of a slog. Like it, it I think Spectre tried way too hard to yes, I agree. to do all kinds of story elements. Where this movie kind of combined them in a much more, I think, well paced way. And although this is like two and a half hours, uh, it went by super quick, even in the I theater. Was- I was on like the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah. And I mean, it also helped that we were watching this with the 3D effects and stuff, which were really fucking good. Okay. I'm not a fan of 3D, Mm -hmm. especially just because I wear glasses. So then I have to wear glasses over glasses. So it's always a very big nuisance of me adjusting and playing with the glasses the whole time. And uh, if I do not care for the movie or if the movie doesn't keep me compelled, uh, the 3D really does bother me. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice I had the glasses on because I was so invested in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think so. So here's here's the thing. And I think this will be kind of be one of the main discussion points of this. Um, so this is basically wrapping up a five picture story arc for Bond. And they've never done this before in the whole franchise. Like they've never like they've had some films like mention and reference other things that happened in previous films, but they've never had like a direct this film follows this film and the story is the same and the characters are the same and shit like that. Like they've never really done that. Um, so here they did it consciously. And I think they did a really good job of it. Makes me think, I don't think they're going to re- necessarily reboot bond as, as a female. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do it. I, I, just, I feel- but you have to remember, I, I just think it's not James Bond anymore. It's yeah. 007. They're taking 007, the number, which they stated so many times that it's just a number mm-hmm. and make something out of it, make something completely different out of it. But I think, I, th- I, I think those, I think they're still going to make James Bond films is what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they can spin off James Bond, like the 007 universe or whatever you want to call it right uh, i honestly hope they don't because they had such a good conclusion to such mm-hmm. a long era like i said 1962 of this franchise 1962 is the first movie that came out and we're now 2022 yeah almost so yeah almost 2020 2021 yeah so it's just such an amazing way to just kind of end an era like to end it off like cool maybe in 20 years they can do their own revamp of something and maybe they can do something else like they do with a lot of things which i'd be totally cool with Mm -hmm. but i think this was just kind of the perfect way to end like i don't think they should reboot james bond again yeah i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you but i i kind of feel like they're probably going to not have the guts to not reboot bond really quick um but at the same time I'm with you. I really hope they do like the 007, if at the very least, make it a spinoff with Nomi and the, and Paloma as the new Felix Leiter replacement. I th- I think 
that would be really cool. Like I, I was. Oh my really, god! Imagine them being like best friends, like 007, like her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really like it. When I was watching it, I was like, oh, so who's this Paloma chick that's working for Lighter? It's like she seemed a little silly and stuff, and then it's like, oh no, she's really cool. She's really good at her job. She's only had three weeks training, she says, uh, or whatever. But she turned out to be really kick ass. It was like she just had this brief little part in the movie, like where they did the we're going to the Spectre party or whatever, and then all Spectre gets killed um, by the that dress she wore. Mm. Holy fuck! Did yeah, she yeah. ever look gorgeous? Oh my god! <laughs> but I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, so this is a perfect setup to do the, you know, the take 007 further as you know the new female 007, and to have her Felix Leiter replacement as Paloma, and do like four or five films with them if they want to, you know, like, and I think it would be successful. I think, um, oh, especially okay, especially now, especially in this time period, mm-hmm. like having a black female as your lead, like you know how many people are going to be so invested in that? Yeah. Um, there's a, I think we're a whole new generation of women. We're a whole different generation of women. There's tons of athletes out there who are like screaming for equal rights when it comes to uh, sports. Mm-hmm. So there's just a whole generation of women who want to be seen and want to be heard to have like two kick-ass females uh, that was so heavily dominated by males for however long would be fucking phenomenal. Like, yeah, I know they would hate towards it, but there would be such a big fan base. Like, uh, girls like me, girls who were like mm-hmm. always were in jujitsu at when like I was in jujitsu since I was like uh, six years old, and I played soccer since I was four years old, and I did all sorts of stuff that like only boys were supposed to do because like small town girls yeah. don't do sports, and uh, I was mocked heavily, especially for like the jujitsu stuff. The soccer stuff wasn't so much. It was the jujitsu and the kickboxing and the weightlifting. I was mocked all the fucking time and because mm-hmm. i had like big shoulders and i had muscles and i was strong and um to have a role model like what we saw like on that movie would have been fucking amazing when i was a kid like mm-hmm. growing up but that would have been fucking phenomenal so i do hope they do something like that i do hope they have this fucking badass kick-ass female with her badass fucking best friend that just terrorized the world <laughs> like yeah. i would just love it like it would be it would be and, so I don't know, it's again bias on my side because i am a female who's like watched james bond real life and thoroughly enjoyed the fact that if they're going to replace it with a female i'll totally accept it like even like it feels like there's a lot of finality to this even for like a lot of the the characters that sort of persisted through the entire series like it feels like if they do do the 007 spinoff with nomi and paloma you're probably not gonna get Q back. You're probably not going to get the same M back. Like the, they might reboot it in that sense. Like they would. I hope the, they keep Q. I do hope they keep Q because that was kind of mm-hmm. a, an interesting way to bring him in his personal life. Because they had a hard time uh, figuring out Q for a while. Because uh, after the original Q passed away, they had John Cleese come in, yeah. and then they had another Q come in, and this has been a different Q now. Was was John Cleese Q though? I thought he was like W or something like that. He was Q because it's uh, just the code name for the person who does that stuff. Yeah, well, it's Quartermaster, right, or whatever. He's yeah, to be. yeah, yeah. I think he made the joke, being like, "If oh yeah, uh, Pierce Bros made the joke was like, if you're Q, does that make you R?" Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they did him for the one time, so they yeah. had a hard time replacing him after that happened. So now if they did a whole new generation, it would be good to kind of uh, go with him um, just because now we've like established the end with a new generation of people that are Mm -hmm. in the field now. So it's this kind of younger generation that's taking over from like the older generation that's kind of here. We taught you everything that we've known. Take it and run with it. Yeah. I I mean, I'd, I'd like to see like all the supporting cast back for the like the new spinoff thing if they do it. But I mean, this series just has a history of like not doing that necessarily. <laughs> um, but who knows? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens next. I am interested to see. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of am. <laughs> if this is going to be the end, I kind of am a little bit happy because that means I can stop buying collections. From <laughs> <laughs> I, always yeah. buy, I always buy the newest collection, like the full set of movies. And then there's a new one that comes out. So then when I, you get the, the bunch that happens, I get the whole new collection. Mm-hmm. So, so I will just 
point out a couple things that I thought were like, you know, not as up to snuff with everything else. Like I, I thought all the performances were pretty good. I thought the action scenes were really good. I think there, our main villain here, Rami Malek as uh, Lucifer Safin is just kind of very aloof. Like he's not, he's not your regular bond villain by any sort of stretch. And in, in the sense that he's not like directly opposing bond, he just kind of ends up opposing bond because they're sort of cross their paths cross almost by mistake in, in a way. Yeah. Cause he and, wants to kill Blofeld. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I felt like Blofeld was really good in this. Like I, I like him. Appreciate yeah. Him. I, I like him as like, he can still run specter from his prison and he's still got his bionic eye that he, you know, if you buy into the bionic eye thing, he's still got the bionic eye he uses to you know, like call his shots and direct his shit. I like that. His, uh. his one-eyed henchman could put the bionic eye in his, in his head and then and, and look for him and shit, you know, like I, oh, I, I thought that was cool. That but was like, cool. Yeah. But like Blofeld has like a, he's almost got like a Hannibal Lecter vibe in this, right? Like it's, he's locked up. So he's using mind games and stuff more to fuck with Bond than anything else. And like he's he's setting up these revenge plots from in prison. And that's kind of like what Hannibal Lecter was doing. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, it was the first adaptation of Red Dragon. Um, and it had it had Brian Cox playing Hannibal Lecter, who's my favorite Hannibal Lecter. And the whole and like he's a very normal looking sounding guy. Like he sounds very intelligent He's very calm. He's not over the top like Anthony uh, Hopkins kind of is as Hannibal Lecter. Like he's not that sort of grinning villain or anything like that. Like he's and he's not making like sharp, witty comments like, oh, did the lambs cry, Clarice? Blah, 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 blah. He's not ma- necessarily making those sort of quippy comments. He's just like, you know, using psychological games to fuck with uh, the detective Will Graham to try to get revenge on him because Will Graham put him in prison. And he just does it very nonchalantly and casually. And like Blofeld's kind of like that in this. He's he's very, you know, he's very unassuming in a lot of ways, but he's he's scheming all the time and he's got things going on. And then he gets killed because there's someone gunning for him. And I thought the way that he ends up dying was pretty well done. Like just how, uh, what's her name? Madeline gets mm-hmm. gets the, uh, the, the techno... Nano nanobot virus that's designed to only kill a person with a specific DNA or whatever, and he's she's sent there to try to kill Blofeld. She touches Bond, and then Bond. No, uh, Bond touches he, her. Yeah, that's right. And then, but Blofeld pisses Bond off enough that Bond just tries to strangle him in a cell, and then ends up passing the virus on to him and killing him anyway, which I thought was pretty cool. So, like. I thought I thought it was a good send off. I, I I liked it. I like that you know at this point you know uh, Christoph Waltz kind of looks like the Blofeld we sort of know from the films. You know, although he's got his hair, that's the that's the only difference. Although there were versions of Blofeld that had hair, you know, but fucking like he's got the big scar where where his eye got took out and shit. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought the one scene where the tunnel part. <laughs> happened mm-hmm. and james bond shoots in it i, was, I remember like hating you and be like oh my god <laughs> just like the iconic <laughs> james bond moment she was pretty excited in the theaters she she was she was really getting into it um i will say but um i i really love the uh, scene where you know bond almost gives up for a minute like so he's you know he's been on this like year couple year long love affair of madeline he's retired he thinks he knows he's got everything figured out, but he sort of discovers that Madeline's kind of still in contact with Spectre and still kind of being used by Spectre in a way. So he doesn't trust her. So for a minute, he's sitting in his car there with her and he's kind of like thinking, maybe I'll just wait here and get killed because the Spectre agents are all in a circle around the car. They're closing in. They're chipping away at the bulletproof car like mm-hmm. the best they can. I thought it was a really good tense scene. I think yeah. even like, I think even like when he goes to visit um, Vesper Lynn's grave and they have the first trap set for him there the, where they <laughs> rig up her grave of explosives to try to kill him. Um, and he gets out of that. But then the Spectre agents all around him. I thought those scenes built up really good tension. Like it almost felt like, oh, shit, they're going to kill him right here. Like I actually kind of bought into he might fucking die right here. You know, even though in the back of my head, I'm like, not they're not going to do that. 
but the film did a good job of building suspense and tension and stuff like that to make you think, oh shit, like there's some real stakes here. <laughs> and that's one of the things I appreciate about Daniel Craig's Bond is that he's always, even though he's still taking like a superhuman amount of punishment, um, he always felt more mortal and like able to be beaten up and killed compared to a lot of the previous Bonds who almost, you know, just kind of like sidestep and quip their way out of most problems. Bonds, the Daniel Craig's Bond has always been this sort of uh, physical, uh, valuable uh, guy who can, who can make mistakes and fuck up and get beaten up and get tortured and captured and uh, fuck things up for other people. I was, I've always liked that. So um, I think, and I think this film did a good job of just sort of bringing that, that's that sort of thing back uh, into the forefront. Yep. I agree. Mm. Lots of sci-fi shit in this. Like we said, the nanobots sort of becoming a thing, but not to the degree that they're here where they're, you know, a DNA programmed virus to kill people. Although I like the idea. I dug the magnets that they use that Spectre used for jumping down the uh, shaft when they were escaping that building, they assaulted They, you know, they jumped down the elevator shaft and, they had all those magnets just sort of floating in the air that were like connected to the suits they were wearing and then like stopped them from falling too quickly. I thought that was cool. Um, I, re- I really like the, uh, the sort of third tier bad guy in this, the uh, Valdo Orbachev, who's the Russian scientist who is secretly making this nanovirus with M behind the scenes mm-hmm. and kind of gets contacted by both Spectre and Safin, who are both kind of using them. But he reminds me, um, he really reminds me of Alan Cummings from GoldenEye as Boris uh, Grushenko. Remember the nerd guy in that who has, who's always like playing with his pin or whatever the fuck? He's always, yes, I'm invincible. You know, that, that same sort of uh, anger-filled nerd rage is in this character that was in that character. So I thought that was kind of a neat little callback. Not much else I would really say about it. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not I'm not the big Bond fan that you are, but I thought it was a really good uh, send off for Daniel Craig, and I am looking forward to seeing where they go with this uh, after this. Let's see see what happens. But uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to uh, mention before we get into trivia and shit? Um, not that I can think of. No, no. I think I've uh, I think I've said everything I've need to said and <laughs> expressed my my love and excitement for everything that's happening. Yeah, I, I think we both think this is really good. So, like, it's worth checking out. It's definitely better than Spectre. I'd, I'd rank it probably in, like, within the top top three of the Daniel Craig ones, as far as I'm concerned. I'd say I'd Skyfall, Casino Royale, and this. And then Quantum of Solace and Spectre is probably where I'd rank the Craig films. But, uh, yeah. So, Check this one out. This is the film that saved the movie industry, by the way, guys. This is the one that brought people back to theaters post-COVID kind of thing. So uh, there you go. Budget for this was between 250 to $301 million, depending on, you know, adding in for advertising and stuff like that. Box office was a respectable $529.4 million, and I'm sure that's still probably going up in some places. And this is currently in release uh, as far as uh, discs go, home home video. Uh, it's not really streaming anywhere as far as I know, but you can get 4K Blu-rays, regular Blu-rays, and DVD editions of this. So uh, if you want to check it out that way. And we have a little bit of trivia here. There was a shit ton of trivia on the page, but I just picked out a few little things. Uh, this is the first James Bond movie to feature all the characters of Q, Felix Leiter, Miss Moneypenny, and M since License to Kill in 1989. So that's 31 years since they've done that. The type of mask, I don't know if this is true or not, but I guess this was some speculation that was happening at the time. Uh, the type of mask uh, seen in the film being worn by Safin, uh, Rami Malek's character, is known as a no mask, which is a Japanese no theater mask made uh, carving from blocks of Japanese cypress and later painted with natural pigments. Uh, and people are saying the sim- similarity to the words no and no uh, contribute to the belief prior to release that Malik's character was a new incarnation of Dr. No, <laughs> which, yeah, that didn't turn out to be that. For the Italy set 
uh, vehicle chases, the production utilized 8,400 gallons or 31,797 liters of Coca-Cola poured on the ancient streets of Matera, Italy, at a cost of the to production of about 60,000 euros, which is $77,000 <laughs> in the U.S. The reason Coke acts as a liquid adhesive. For example, it was used for the motorbike jump scene in order to make the ramp surface sticky so as to deter the bike from sliding. Reportedly, the production sp- uh, spilt the soft drink all over the streets of Matera for the bike and car chases requiring a big cleanup job afterwards. Stunt coordinator Lee Morrison said, I've been spraying Coca-Cola on slippery surfaces for a very long time uh, with the drink able to make things look very clean after it washes off. Which I imagine maybe it would because Coca-Cola is also kind of quite acidic. A metal cleaner? Yeah, it would, pro- it would probably, you know. Uh, pull off a lot of shit from whatever it's being sprayed on. So we have some nods here uh, to previous films, and uh, I'll just go to that here really quick. More of the song We Have All the Time in the World by Louis Armstrong was played in No Time to Die. It also served as the end titles in the Bond movie it was first written for on Her Majesty's Secret Service from 1969, the George Lazenby one. Lazenby made a... uh, comment about this on his twitter apparently saying no time to die 2021 uh interesting choices of music i must say Uh, (laughs) which is cool and funny yeah and during the opening titles there are a number of references to earlier james bond opening title sequences these include dr no with the colored dot uh, motif goldfinger with the aston martin db5 thunderball with the the scuba scuba diver swimming Casino Royale 2006 with the card hearts being shot. Goldeneye with guns and statues. Quantum of Solace with the woman rising out of the sand. You Only Live Twice with the red sun rising. On Her Majesty's Secret Service with the hourglass and Britannia symbolisms. Holy Um, fuck. mm. Also, this was an interesting little minor trivia thing that was kind of like, oh, I wish this kind of had happened. This would have been kind of cool. So actress Grace Jones, who is of Jamaican descent, was going to be making a cameo appearance in this James Bond film (gasps) during the Jamaica scenes. Two of this movie's actresses, uh, Lashana Lynch and Naomi Harris, are both of Jamaican descent. Jones starred as Mayday in the early James Bond View to the Kill from 85. However, reportedly, Jones allegedly shortly quit the shoot after arriving on set and finding out her part was really small. Which sucks. I imagine she just showed up and like said like hey J- hey james long time no see or something like that you know something cool some, uh, some cool little meta I nod love, <laughs> i love her too that would have been pretty fucking awesome that would have been cool makes me sad that she didn't but i yeah. get it oh well um yeah and that's it uh I think what I know what we're doing next, but I'll just keep that uh, under the hood for now. I'm going to try to line, line up a uh, co-host for that, guest host, and it's going to be some horror <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know, oh, we're, we're going to wait till after uh, October to do a bunch of horror stuff again. Oh, wow, that, that's typical. We had us. a busy October. We did. It's not as if we didn't try. We did try. And we did. Mm. We got two. Well, we did a James Bond one, but we got two yeah. podcasts out. Can't get yeah. mad at us. We had busy October. <laughs> yeah, we had a very busy October, so we didn't do the usual, do the usual shit. And I'm, I ain't complaining. I had well, way more fun on vacation than I. And plus, someone's been else. working Saturdays all of a sudden. Yeah, they they got me working Saturdays a lot now. For like, what is this? Mm-mm. You who never work Saturdays is always working Saturdays. Yeah, it's fucky. Um, but yeah, uh, Lady Lee, you got anything you need to plug? Yeah, uh, so for updates, there we go, same mm-hmm. words. So for updates uh, of the podcast for new releases, uh, check me out on Instagram at Money Tiny All Star. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also pictures of food and my dog and my kitty. So worth the follow. Just saying. <laughs> That's her actual kitty cat. That's her pet, you perverts, by the way. <laughs> Um, yeah, not my OnlyFans, just my Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com or you can find our uh, Apple Podcast, Facebook, YouTube links. Join the Facebook group. Find out what's coming up on the Facebook, uh, not on the Facebook, on the actual podcast feed. Um, you can tell it's been a while since I've done this. Uh, 
all that well. He's um, rusty. Mm-hmm, a little rusty. Uh, got a new Blood on the Tracks coming at the end of the month. It should probably... I don't even know why I'm mentioning it, because it should probably be out the same day this is out, so it's not like I'm telling you guys anything that you to look forward to, uh, but whatever. Well, now they'll know when they watch this, they'll be like, oh, hey, I have to check that out. Yeah, check it out. Uh, check it out. Fucking I had a show planned, and then the fucking Wolfman took it over. He he dubbed over my feed and put his own show out, so it's... Uh, <gasps> Naughty. It's interesting. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Lady Lee. And uh, we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. further episodes are Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.